Welcome back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Sylvester Inspired Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. As I always say, I'm so excited uh, for another uh, belief cast with another amazing person, Nisha DeGaring. Thank you for joining us. You're so good. You know, it's just awesome to have you here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I I don't do many podcasts. I'm just getting into listen. <laughs> I need to listen to yours. Yeah. I'm excited. Yes, you do. By the way, no. you please do. Please listen. Please to me. do. Yeah. Well, I want to thank her for being here. She's an amazing person, and we're going to get into her in just a second here. But I, I also want to thank our sponsor, Veracity Networks, for believing in me and believing in this platform that we're, we're reaching out to people who are you know, going through some tough times and overcoming some amazing things, doing amazing things in life. So thank you. And then thanks to all the listeners. We couldn't do this without you. And uh, I just thank you. I pinch myself every day going, man, this is so amazing. And so... Again, we got Nisha DeGaring, and I'm going to just give you a little background on her. Most of you probably know her, but, uh, you know, she is <clears throat> she is one of the, what would you call it, a co-anchor or an yeah, anchor? Yeah, co-host. Co-host yeah. Of, mm-hmm. of Good Things Utah, and you've been doing that for... 17 years. 17 years. And I've been fortunate enough to be on that a few times, and uh, you guys do an amazing job. I mean, you guys have a great following, great platform. You guys are just all about positivity and energy and showing all the good things that Utah is doing. So 17 years. 17 years. And I started in news and I started as a crime reporter. And I told you what happened. The great thing about Good Things Utah is now I tell you what's going to happen and what's happening in our state. Ooh, I like that. And what's positive about our state. And that was, it was a big changeover for me when I went from news to good things. And I didn't know, if I went a little bit kicking and screaming, Todd. Like I didn't really think back <laughs> right. when that started that that would sure. work. Would right. people watch that? Probably like podcasts and like yeah, YouTube. What? Will it work? And it did. Yeah. And I'm so yeah. grateful. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, a couple other things about uh, Nisha. Uh, you graduated from BYU in broadcasting. Um, and then, you know, you started your career in 1995. I did. Wow. But I look so young <laughs> and vibrant. Well, you still look young. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm trying anyway. Yeah. Um, and so you anchored the weekend news for several years before being invited to do a brand new show in the fall of 2002, which was when Good Things Utah de- debuted, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And so did you ever think you would be in here doing that that long? No. It was a dream of mine uh-huh. since I was a little girl. Um, I had parents who were definitely strict about school and grades and career possibilities. And what are you going to be when you grow up when I was very small? So I thought about it as, as a child. And I wrote down because there weren't, there was no Google at the time. (laughs) I think I got an encyclopedia and wrote down careers that matched up with what I was good at. And I was just a teenager at the time. And I, I remember writing, I like to talk and I like English and I like to write and I like to tell stories. And then I wrote down, I could be a lawyer. I could be, um, I I think I wrote a teacher, which is amazing. And I wrote, uh, my parents were teachers and I wrote down uh, journalists or broadcasting. And I was like, well, journalist is great, but I need to talk. So I circled broadcasting (laughs) at the age of 15 and said to my parents, I want to go into broadcasting. Like I've decided. And both of them said, no, (laughs) absolutely not. That is too competitive. Oh, wow. You need to do something that you can definitely (laughs) succeed in. And of course, if you know 15 year olds out there, then you go, watch me now, watch me. Right. So I decided on it at a, at a very young age. Yeah. So where did that come from? I mean, you, you knew what you wanted to do. Is that crazy? Yeah. At that age. I mean, I think back when I was 15, I had no clue what I wanted to do. Is that I crazy? Like, I, I thank my parents and I think I was frustrated with my parents for, <laughs> because if I didn't yeah. decide, they were choosing. Right. They were like, well, then you'll be a doctor, which yeah. is great and successful and awesome, <laughs> but is that what I want to be? Yeah. And so I, I had to definitely think it out at that age. And my mom saying, which love you, mom, <laughs> out <Yeah>. there, <laughs> you'll never succeed, drove me, I think, more than anything to say, really? I will. I will, I will figure this out and I will do it. And um, I love telling stories and people's stories. I still find it a little bit awkward to tell my own after all these years because I love bringing other people's stories to light. And then when it turns on me and they go, what about yours? I still go, oh, is that what we're doing? And here we are. And here we are. This is what we're doing. And here we are. And we're doing it. And with you, Todd, I would love to. I would love to do it. You're the best, yeah. 
Well, you got you're, you're involved in so many great things in Utah. You're the face of Utah Honda dealers for the last three years. I'm so yeah. sorry if it pops up on your computer yeah. every five minutes. It really does. Yes. Yeah. So you're welcome, you and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a Honda. <laughs> yeah. Um, you also emceed recently the Women's Tech Council Awards. Yes. You know, and you're involved in a lot of great charities and events, things like that. So you get asked to do that quite a bit. I, I would do. Imagine. I do, and I I think you're so when you're given a lot and you're given a platform, a lot is expected in return. And I think that the community deserves that. And I just, I, I need to do that. Um, I'm emceeing the MS gala coming up soon and I have people I love with MS. And so it's a great opportunity to go and, and share that. I I mean, I like, I like to say I'm the window dressing of the event, but if I can help get you excited (laughs) about it and get you there, women in tech in Utah, absolutely incredible i walked in that room thinking it was some little thing they invited me to MC, right. and there's 1500 people at grand america wow. and women that are much smarter than i will ever hope to be right um that have made incredible strides in our state and that hopefully my girls will look up to and say i'm not like i did i'm not good at math i could never do that but i can and i right. could and yeah. what could i be and these women are, are doing that in our state and i i love that that's so cool and that was the other thing I was going to mention. You're, you're a mother to two beautiful girls, and you're just smiling from ear to They're ear. They're my here. favorites. They're your favorites, yeah. They're the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. Those girls are the best thing I've ever done and, and keep trying to do as sure. a parent. Um, They're 17 and 14 now, and I have, the oldest is graduating this year. And it's wow. so funny when they get to be that age because you remember graduating high school. Right. And you think it was like five years ago, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and now I have a daughter graduating right. high school and yeah. and I swore I'd never be my parents. And I sound like them. Yeah, I sound true? like my mother yeah. because what do you want to be? And what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, mom, I might travel. That doesn't seem responsible. Where are you going? <laughs> Not paying for your trip. Exactly. So I'm my mom now. And yeah. I always thought, mom, how dare you push me this way or that way? And now I, I find my catch myself it. going, whoops. Yeah. Yeah. I do that several times. I'll say something to my kids and I'm like, that's exactly what my dad would say. Yeah. And I said I would never do that. Right. And now here I am doing it. And I'm experienced <laughs> and I know better. Right. And here I am. Exactly. Yeah. So I, yeah. they are they are amazing. If you actually do see a Honda commercial, they finally let me add my girls to it. Yeah. The most recent one, they're I think they're them. on that, right? They had to be paid. Yeah. Or they wouldn't do it. You have to pay to play <laughs> with teenagers. I mean, uh, I, I'm shocked it's not running on Snapchat because that's how they communicate. <laughs> and uh, right. But yeah, they, they were paid $300 to do those commercials and it's funny they went kicking and screaming and now my daughter wants these brand new nikes that are like 148 dollars and she said does honda need anything right now or (laughs) does honda need me (laughs) yeah i need cash that is hilarious and maybe this will spark like this is what i want to do now maybe they'll follow your footsteps who knows they don't want to it's so funny they're like i don't want to be you they grew up and they grew up watching this and being on good things utah i mean at that when they were tiny yeah and uh both have chosen other paths and i love it i want them to choose whatever path they want yeah but um it's so funny as a parent you're like so you don't like what i do or (laughs) (laughs) yeah but they do they do and they're great and um I, i had parents that were so here's your life and here's your path that i've tried to do that but not i love that part of but i also i also want them to think for themselves sure and you know you're you build on what your parents did with you and some things you're going to take and some things you're not going to and just hope you throw a dart and it turns out i do love them yeah i love them oh for sure and i know that that's the best thing i can do yeah and i know and on my worst days with them because i have teenagers sure i get i mean i have teenagers that are going to be young adults very soon and there are days that i just think i didn't do well i didn't say that well and i it definitely didn't turn out how i wanted to but i love them yeah. And that is one thing I can do and I will do every That's day. That's awesome. Very so cool. when I get frustrated that I fall back on that. Yeah. Here's what I can control. Right. Well, you know, and that's awesome. And, and they are awesome. And, and, you know, you come across, and I bet if I asked anyone who knows you, they'll be like, man, Nisha's so confident. She's so positive and happy and just seems to be like just larger than life, a spring in her step. Let's go back like when you were growing up. Yeah. Was it always like that? I mean, you said at 15, you kind of knew what you wanted to do and, and I'll prove you wrong. Watch me do it. I mean, where did that come from? And were you like that even when no. you were? Todd, I was tall and I'm still tall. I wasn't. <laughs> I was tall and I am tall. I was 5'10 right. by the age of 12. Oh, wow. And so um, you really stood out. I was teased. 
Yeah. I was teased. Yeah. I mean, I, I say tease now. I think a lot of, you know, the word bully is used more now than it mm. was when I was in junior high. Sure, yeah. Maybe a little bit bullied. Um, I wasn't confident in myself. I slouched a lot. Um, I had horrible teeth. I had braces for years. <laughs> and I had a perm. <laughs> Because why not? Why not have braces? Yeah, hey, I'm perm? already taller than everyone. Why don't I make myself a little why taller? Why don't I have a lot of curls to just add to that height? Um, I was probably awesome. six one with a bad perm. <laughs> so I I wouldn't say that I was, yeah. you know, wow, look at her. I mean, larger than life actually was just just from looking at me, larger than life. <laughs> right. Um, I mm. you know what? I my parents were very um, and I, and again, mom, if you're listening, my dad's been gone now, um, 17 years, he passed oh. away years ago, but, but instilled in me a sense of, um, confidence, I think in their parenting and who do you want to be? And, and what does that mean to you, um, at a young age? But I had to find it for myself. Yeah. Um, I was insecure with my height for sure. Um, yeah. and, and, um, that insecurity probably extended into college and I don't think I found really myself until I was in my thirties and forties. Really? Okay. I hopped on good things, Utah from there and I'd been in news and, and back then when you wanted to complain about our story I did or something I did on the news, you had to call. I mean, there was no internet, there was no email. Yeah, exactly. So you'd call and I'd hang up on you because I don't want to listen to this. Yeah. When social media started mm-hmm. and, and suddenly it wasn't, it, you didn't, complain about what I was and good things Utah started it wasn't as much about my story or what I was saying but about me and I didn't sound smart enough and and or I sounded too smart I don't want to watch I don't like your hair I don't like your nose I don't like your face I don't like your shirt I don't like how you parent because you said that on the show today how you parent and I don't agree with it I had to find who I was pretty quick because if not I went with whatever they said I'll act smarter today I'll I'll, I'll sit up straighter. I won't do my hair that way. I won't wear that shirt anymore. I will read the Wall Street Journal and sound like I know what I'm talking about. And I'll <laughs> use a deeper voice. And right. what I found, and I didn't find it overnight, but what I found is when you're chasing public opinion, you'll never win. You'll right. run forever. Um, my favorite quote for the girls is, you can be the juiciest peach on the tree and some people like apples. Yeah. And it's okay. And it's okay. And I, that took me a long time. And I still think I work on it some days to grasp and, and understand that it's none of my business, what people think of me, even though it hurts, even though it can hurt and it does, but that I have to stay in my lane, that I have to be me. And if I chase what you want me to be on, I won't, I'll never win. So the best person I can be is Nisha Gehring. Sure. Whoever that is. And I find her on a daily basis. But I sure didn't know her growing up. Mm. And I didn't know her in college. And I wish I did. I wish I could go back. I know. Don't you? Oh, totally. Yeah. And I think and I think that's pretty general among all of us where we're just trying to find who are we really. Yeah. And you know, and I, I, I talk a lot about this with my own clients is we knew who we were when we were this tall. And listeners, I'm I'm you know, like when you're one years old. We knew who we were. We loved everything. We we loved ourselves. We had faith as big as the universe. And along the way, as we get older, what we do is we forget that. We don't lose it. We forget. Mm. And then what we do is we try to be someone we're not in all these different areas in our lives, trying to find a f- place to fit in. It erodes. And it erodes and it we does. feel empty. But like you said, you had to eventually get to that point where you had to truly find who is Nisha. And I love that you said that because I think so many people go through that. We've had different hosts come on and off the show and they will say, um, how would you respond to that? Or would you read that for me so I can copy your voice? Mm. And I've said to all of them, there's already Anisha, by the way. (laughs) I'm here. (laughs) There's me. We don't need me. I've got me. Be you. There's no Allie. There's no Todd. Mm -hmm. There's no Reagan. There's no whoever else was with me. Yeah. You're here and you're in the room. Who are you in the room? I like to quote um, Kelly Clarkson years ago was going through all that weight fluctuation, the singer, and people yeah. were coming down on her. And and I saw this interview that I've never forgotten that she gave that said, I'll never be the thinnest person in the room. I've come to accept that. I chased it for years, but I've come to accept it. But I'll tell you what, I have the best damn voice in the room. <laughs> right. And she's right. Yeah. So who are you in the room? Right. That's what I had to ask myself is 
there's always going to be someone that does this or that better than you, or you yeah. think is prettier, or you think had mm-hmm. a better life, or you think has a better husband, house, boat, whatever. Right. But who are you? What do you bring to the room? And there is something unique about all of us. Yeah. There is. Love that. And I've, when I'm at my lowest, I remember that. Who am I in the room and what do I bring to it? And stop focusing on so much about the things wrong and the things I don't have and yeah. focus on what it is about me that I can bring and I do have. Wow, that's beautiful. Beautifully said. That is amazing. Thought I had to find it. Like I, that's yeah. not that's not something you and there are days that I, I don't I don't feel it. And yeah. I have to reacquaint myself with mm-hmm. my mantras and how I feel. Yeah. yeah. Well, and this is why I love that you're here today, Nisha, because you know, you're on TV a lot and people, including myself, we see you and you do. You're positive, you're confident. Yeah. You'd have to be to do what you do. You do you MC events. Right. I mean, that takes confidence, you know, yeah. you gotta believe in yourself. But I think sometimes we forget. I mean, you're human and you struggle with you know, trying to find yourself every day, or maybe one day you don't have that confidence. You're just for whatever reason struggling that day. You know, so it's it's good that you're saying this because it really puts kind of more of a this is you kind of behind the scenes. What is it about? Is it Utah? Is it our culture? Is it women? We always have to be fine. Yeah. I'm fine. Right. If you said to me right now, and you know what I'm going through, you and I talked yes. before we started, yeah. I would tell you I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm good. And I don't, I think we do that, like, are we convincing ourselves or everyone around us? Yeah, that's a good but point. But I think that I fell into the I'm fine. And in my 40s, when I faced a lot of days where I'm, I'm not fine. Um, yeah. I've had to authentically say, Nisha, it's okay to say to Todd, I'm okay today. Yeah. I'm not fine. I'm right. just okay. Yeah. And I, I can tell you that has helped me connect with so many other people that are not fine that thought differently about me or didn't, didn't relate to me in a way because I wasn't, I wasn't opening up yeah. and it's not, that doesn't mean you have to tell strangers right and left in your day. I'm having a horrible day, <laughs> but right. authentically be real. I have decided it, it, it doesn't do myself any favors yeah. to be, to not put a name and a face and a word on what I'm feeling and right. be authentic about it. Yeah. And, um, I'm working on that. Yeah. I'm working harder on that. You probably find it a little refreshing because when someone hears that, it's like, oh, I- I'm glad you said it that way because I'm kind of struggling too. Yes. And now I'm not alone. My word I use more now is okay. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm like okay. I'm doing my best, yeah. but I'm just okay today. Yeah. And I th- I think it, it's okay to be okay. And it's okay to say it out loud. It's okay to not be good and say that out loud too. Mm-hmm. And it does, it makes you more relatable. It's real. Yeah. Yep, I mean, it's I, real. I could put on a lot of makeup and I can sit on that TV set and that is my job. Right. But... I will tell you just like everybody else out there, there are so many days that I'm just okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. That's actually very, very important for especially our listeners and especially with the people who actually follow this. They'll really resonate with what you just said. I hope so. Yeah. Because you aren't alone. Yeah. You're not you think you are. And I've had some days last year and in the last several months that I've laid on the floor in my bathroom and thought I'm the only one feeling this way Mm. and you're not and I know I'm not but it's reaching out that makes that better and finding that you can that you need to talk about it and you need to say it out loud I found it was the only thing that got me off the floor right well we we were talking Mm -hmm. before we started this you know you've gone through some tough times and a couple things and yes you know and and you you know what it feels like to feel hopeless and and what it feels like to be in a dark place. And we talk a little bit about that and yeah. just kind of how you kind of navigated through this. Yeah. I, and, and you know what? Life is a roller coaster and sometimes you just really want to get off the ride. <laughs> you just <laughs> right. like, I feel nauseated and I can't get off the ride. And we did another loop to loop. And how did that happen? <laughs> right. Cause I'm stuck. Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, it's it, people go, I know how you feel and it's tough. Um, I, without sharing too much of my personal life, know the meaning of the word anguish and know the meaning of the word pain and know the meaning of a life you thought this was my path and you have to change that. And it's not what it's not what you thought it might be for better, for worse. It's a left hand turn or a right hand turn. And, um, 
Some days, Todd, the way to get through that is to get through it. The only way out is through. I wrote mm. that on my mirror last year. Really? The only way out is through. Is through it. And Dang. and I got up every day and I kept going. And there were days I didn't want to. And there were days I literally dragged myself out of bed. But once I was up, I was going. And um, and positivity is a choice. It's a choice every day. Yeah. And um, I, I choose it. And there are days, believe me, for a good hour, I'm not going to choose it. <laughs> right? Yeah. But for the most part, I have a sister who I love. She's my only sister. She's 15 years older than me. Right. I've, I grew up in a big family. I'm sixth. Uh, I'm the baby. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. I'm the baby of six. Yeah. And really? she's uh, one of the oldest. My sister would be okay with me sharing that she has struggled with clinical depression okay. um, most of her life. Right. I have felt like her big sister most of her life. Mm. I have um, sat with her several times um, and talked her through suicidal thoughts and attempts right. since I was a teenager. Really? Okay. And we have talked about um, choosing to get up. And some days you can't. And you yeah. try again the next day. And choosing to get out of bed and choosing to be positive. And choosing positive thoughts when the, when the negative ones sneak in. And I'm not... It, it sounds easier when I say that out loud than it is because for her, especially I've seen the days that those choices aren't easy to make. Um, but she's here yeah. and she's still choosing. Um, and, and so my perspective for everyone out there is it's not easy, but it is something that for me, once I put a smile on, sometimes it sticks. Yeah. And that's my hope. Yeah. I love that. You know, and I, and I think, like you were saying even earlier, it's okay to tell someone, I'm, I actually am struggling today. Yeah. It's not a beautiful day right now for me. And I'm just being honest with you. I could say everything's funky-dory and, you know, I'm fine. Right. But I think, that's, I think that's a good lesson for all of us is like, it's okay. Let's be authentic. And just if you're struggling, be okay to say, yeah, I'm not really doing good right now. It's literally my New Year's resolution and I keep none of those. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I was I like I think three years ago I said I want to be more on time. Uh -huh. Like right. I can't like it's not happening. Um I want to be at the gym this many times a week. This one I hope sticks. I want to be yeah. more authentic about nobody is perfectly perfect. Yeah. And there was some sort of self-esteem built in a career of twenty-four years of perfectly perfect that I found comfort in everyone thinking that. Yeah. But it's not authentic. Yeah. And and there's still parts of my job that, you know what, you need to do in a in the way the right way and the way it works on television. But for the most part, I hope I portray and I am trying to portray more authentically me. Yeah. That's real. That is real. And I think that's great. I mean, as you're saying this, I'm thinking in myself, I need to be doing that. Cause you know, in my job, I mean, I gotta be on top of my game. Right. I and I do speaking events and I'm meeting with clients and I've got to be, no, I'm great. Everything's fun. You know, my, doing on it. my A game. I'm on my, on a, my game. a game. But there are days like I feel the same thing where I feel overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. I'm tired. I don't want to talk to another person right now, but I have to because I got 10 more appointments and here we go. And like you said, put on that smile and sometimes it sticks. Sometimes, sometimes it, doesn't. it doesn't. Sometimes you make a choice to be positive and it works and sometimes mm -hmm. it doesn't, but I'm going to get up and try again tomorrow. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Well, so you do a lot of things in the community. What What's something that you, that you really is dear to your heart that you're really involved with that you could share with us that, you know, brings joy to you? So I just got invited to be part of Make-A-Wish. So next really? week nice. I'm going to my first meeting. Okay. Um, because if you're a child and you're struggling, I am, I'm a sucker. I would love to do anything <laughs> and everything for right. you. Um, uh, that's near and dear to me. My dad passed away of brain cancer when mm. I was 29. Oh, wow. Okay. And so anything related to Huntsman and working with Huntsman and anything with Susan G. Komen with breast cancer, um, our good friend on the show. It's so interesting, Todd, like people come and do interviews about how long you've been on the show and it's, it's, it's 17 years. <laughs> and, yeah. and what's it like to have a career like this? It's not really been a career. It's been my life. Um, yeah. I, what you see for better, for worse is we've gone through divorces, we've gone through deaths, we've gone through babies, we've yeah. gone through, it has been a snapshot of my life for an hour live every day. We had a producer that started the show with us that was very close to all of us, um, mom of the show, that oh, wow. um, passed away of breast cancer 
four years ago. And um, that really took us all aback. Um, I think when someone close to you like that, um, you're not infallible, right? You, I mean, and she was such a big part of that show and creating it. And um, so that is near and dear to me. And if there's anything with that, I can do. I had to go on the air the next day after she passed away. And uh, knowing her family was watching and talk about the impact she made on the show. Oh, man. And I cried all the way in. Oh, I can't imagine. I took a deep breath and hopefully did Roxy justice. And then I walked off the set and, and went and laid on the ground and cried. Um, so it's it. what's near and dear to me is honestly, I am in the best, I have the best seat in the house. Mm-hmm. I see I see causes and, and inspirational stories on a daily basis. And I, there's so many of them that if I can be involved in every one, I would. Right. But it's honestly, Todd, the one that that day I go, oh, I want to do that. Yeah. I want to help with that. For sure. So hopefully Make-A-Wish is my spot for a little bit. I'm that excited. Is amazing. I'm excited to be part of it. That is amazing. And like you said, I mean, helping kids who are going through something difficult to be able to bring some you know, joy into their lives, even if it's for a brief time while they're here. Yes. I mean, what a great thing. What no, a great I'm cause. excited. And you know what? I... Anything suicide related and suicide prevention, because I have, I've seen up close what right. it does to families. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen the pain on both sides I've, of my sister and, and, um, anyone going through this, my, my teenagers talk about it a lot. It's interesting. I don't remember in high school having it be a topic like it is for them. Right. It, it they, is different. It's and I don't remember in my head thinking it was an option if life got dark. Yeah. And and for so many kids now, it is. And they think about it. Yeah. And um, my teenagers and I have conversations about it all the time because they just had someone uh, take their life at their high school last week. And um, unfortunately, that's not uncommon. Yeah. And um, so that too, that, that definitely... Uh, what we can do about it because it is an issue in our state and not just across the country, but a huge issue here. And it's heartbreaking. It is. So anything I can do with that too, I try to get involved in. Yeah. It is amazing that it's so prevalent now. And I agree with you. When I think back and when I'm in high school and junior high, I think, I think I heard of one time it happened or something, but it just was not talked about and just seemed like everyone was at least somewhat okay. But now it's, I mean, I mean, it, what I do now, working with people who are struggling, anxiety and depression's off the charts Ugh. with most kids now. Like you, you go poll most kids. You know, like I did a speaking event at a high school a little while back, and I kid you not, I had a line of kids just begging me, like, "What can I do with my anxiety? What can I do for my depression?" It's heartbreaking, and it's heartbreaking because they're, they're like, in their minds, they're thinking, "I don't know how to fix this." Did you know the word anxiety at 14? No. I never would have used I, that word. Yeah, I had no idea what it meant. And now it comes out of my kid's mouth. Well, I yeah. can't do that test. I have anxiety. I go, what? What? what is, yeah. Describe your feelings. Because exactly. I, what is that just a word you like yeah. is thrown around now? Yeah. Or what is it exactly? What mm-hmm. are you feeling? Yeah. And getting to the bottom of that um, is interesting. Like it's, it's, and they'll say it on their posts. They'll yeah. say it on their, and they I put it out there. Right. We didn't. No. Years ago. You didn't verbalize it like that. No. Nope. So yeah. it is, that's good. It's good to verbalize it. And I also, the flood of information on these teenagers and on all of us, yeah. sifting through that, I don't think I could have done it at their age. And no they're way. expected to do it and do it in a way that is still fine and they still go to school and they still get everything done and they're mentally sound. And how do yeah. they do it all? How they're they not. Do. As you right. said, they're not. Yeah, they're struggling. Absolutely. Um, so... Yeah, I, that that's a whole nother topic. We it is. Get into you're it. so I'd right. love to talk that. But a couple of things. I, I, you know, you you're doing a lot of great things. You just talked about the Make a Wish. That's you know moving forward. Maybe with that. Yeah. What do you want to do? Like, is are you in your sweet spot now? Like this is like you're doing the show. Good things, Utah. You've been there forever. You love it. You're great at it. But do you have like aspirations? Like as you think moving forward in life, do you set? Are you like a goal setter and? I'm going to go do this next, or I'm going to do this. Or. This is such a good question because I'm not afraid to say my age at all. I'm 47. <laughs> and my midlife crisis <laughs> is chapter two. Like, what is right. chapter two? And I think I started having this midlife 
chapter two crisis 10 years ago and I'm okay. still in it. Right. <laughs> I'm still it's a in long it. chapter. Yeah. Like I knew, and I think God's fair. Cause he's like, you knew what you're going to yeah. do when you were a teenager. So now you don't, when you're in your forties, like now you get to feel what it's like to go, what am I going to be when I grow yeah. up? Cause I still think we all have, and maybe you're on your chapter five out there listening. Maybe you're on chapter 10 yeah. and you hated chapter eight. <laughs> so you'll never do that again. Right, right. I, I, don't know to it's so funny because I do think about that all the time I I went I took my daughter uh her dance company went to New York uh this spring fall and um I I for the first time went to Good Morning America and I was like yeah, I actually saw that, that this was is awesome. my I'm like this is my chapter two yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna slide <laughs> on this set they don't know it yet but right. this is my chapter two <laughs> yeah um no I've been lucky to have a career at home and as my kids uh -huh. get older and they're going, I think so many women in my age and my position and even 10 to 15 years older than me say, okay, so now, now who am I yeah. and what am I doing? And I struggle that, with that like everyone else. I love what I do on TV. I'm not ready to stop doing that, sure. um, but, but I will. I will at some point and I will look at transitioning into something else. I don't know what that is, but I'm going to find it and yeah. I'm open to it. Sure. Rather than this constant search and battle of who am I going to be next? And what, like yeah. my daughter's graduating from high school. Does that give me anxiety? And what do I do? <laughs> right. Rather than that, I've tried to be open to new experiences right. and just keep my mind open of what may be and what may be to come. Yeah. And I'll find it. I'll find it. Wow. So what am I going to do? I don't know. But in the meantime, the ride is so great. Like it's what, what I'm doing career wise and um, where I'm at like I will never look back and say I didn't have the best time because yeah. I have, I've been lucky. I've yeah. had the best time sure. doing what I do. That's awesome. Well, you know, obviously you have a very busy morning. You are going, 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 yes. right? You got to get ready for the show. I you got to get your girls ready for school. You got to, I mean, you got all things. My dog is demanding. Your dog. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what does a day look like for you? Obviously we kind of all know your morning because right, we know what you're right. doing. But what does your day look like? What what does Nisha do during the day? Yeah, what is, so what's going if on? you're sitting out there thinking, why has she done that show so long? Good night. I feel like <laughs> she's Barbara Walters. It's because it's fit into my life so well. Like I'm spoiled rotten. I go, you know, I get up and, and I get my kids. I sign every permission slip and I <laughs> carpool and all of that. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm to work around 8, 830. And then I do the show and then I have a break where I plan for the next day. And then I do another show at 11. Um, live uh, called midday and then after that we plan for that show for the next day and I go do shoots but for the most part I pick up my daughter from school every day at 2 30 oh nice and then I do an after-school snack and then I find out what happened with their day yeah and I, I I have loved that freedom that ABC4 has given me for all these years I'm fiercely loyal if you watch any other channel, what are you doing? <laughs> Who are you? Did, you? did you hear that, listeners? You better switch. Who if are you? If you're not. Who, yeah. What are you thinking? <laughs> I'm fiercely loyal because they've been so good about good my life you. as a mom. And knowing that that's important to me. And it really is number one. Yeah. And I've been able to do this. And so I, yeah, I make dinner just like you. I'm not good on it. I, I made the worst dish last night. <laughs> <laughs> and my kids, my 14 year old goes, mom pick up takeout and I right. go you know what I tried I tried the drumsticks <laughs> so out, but right? I I make dinner I walk my dog I I um I love to work I love to walk I love to jog okay. I love working out I love sure. to get in the zone I'm gonna start yeah. listening to you and your podcast while I walk and jog nice. because I like things like that I love to sure. read a good bath is my favorite thing on the planet right if I can get that kind of time yeah um but I'm uber involved in my kids lives I have a group of friends and family that is my number one that are so sweet and I think you need that it's not about quantity anymore it's about quality yeah the quality of the people so close true, to me right. is huge yeah and that I lean on is huge um so yeah I I'm so much more boring than you might think <laughs> like I want to say in fact I said right. that on the radio this morning uh -huh. and can I yeah. dive can I do you mind if I dive into no, what I've please. been talking and, about and we were going to go into this and so yeah I would love you to share what you're going through right now. I really am. Like Nisha DeGaring is so much more boring than you think. Like I do a lot of jammies <laughs> with my golden doodle. Okay. Right. And, right. and I love to like peek at social media and burn dinner and I'm home. <laughs> well, the fake Nisha DeGaring that has been out there that I've been impersonated and stalked for, for the last long time 
is a lot more exciting. So let me start by saying back in October, start this part of it by saying back in October, I got a message on my Instagram that said, uh, I just wanted to check in with you. And I'm public on all these because I have to be. Sure. Um, Did you hire me for a party? And I said, I did not. Who is this? And this person said, let me send you the email I received from Nisha DeGaring. Sends me an email, which is not my email address. Right. But this person says, I'm Nisha DeGaring reaching out to contact you. I would love you to come to a party. And I think you're really good looking. And I'd like to wow. know more about you. And I said, this, is, this isn't me. This is so bizarre. Yeah. So he had the presence of mind to double check because he said, I didn't feel like it was, it, it was you. Yeah. So I kind of go, well, I guess that's what happens when you're public. I guess you have to deal with this. Yeah. Three days later, I get a message on LinkedIn from a gentleman that had been on our show live with me two months prior. And he said, you stood me up for our date. You ghosted me, essentially. And I said, do I know you past interviewing you on the show? Right. Is ghosting a dating term? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, What does that (laughs) mean? (laughs) Yeah. And he said, oh, no, I've been speaking with you for weeks and weeks. Ever since I was on the show, you, you contacted me three days later. And asked me to go out. And I said, are you kidding me? Is it this email? Same email that this other guy was given. In fact, then a phone number. You've been texting me, texting me photos of your children. You've been saying, we should go out. You've stood me up twice. You stood me up again. Now I'm like on high alert. Is this happening to two people? It's happening to how many more? Within a week, I was put on. I heard from other people. Um, different dating sites, uh, match. I've been on singles, whatever. I don't even know any of these dating sites. If, if you've seen me out there on a dating site, it's not me. I have no idea, um, how that happens and how that works. Um, so helpless feeling, a helpless feeling that started in October. By the time we got to December, I had someone say they'd been given my home address to come hook up with me by me. So that at that Man. point, I have to call Sandy PD and right. get them involved, which honestly, to everyone out there, I should have called in October. So don't be me. I should have immediately said red flag. They can't investigate unless you come forward. Right. And I, as a, you know, here I am a public figure. I guess I deserve some of this or what did I do wrong in this? Yeah. That I, that's how I felt. Really? Okay. Seems ridiculous to the PD for me to <laughs> call them. Right? right. They have better things to do. They can't help you unless you do. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Starting in January, uh, it ramped up. I started having guests call the show and say they wouldn't be interviewed by me. And we didn't know. And then they would ask them and they would say, Nisha DeGarian has been hitting on me via text and email and also on dating sites. Wow. And these are married men that yeah, I've interviewed right. on the show. I'm humiliated. Oh, yeah. And don't even know that, right. th- that they're being contacted this way. So as, as recently as Sunday, I had a message on, in, on Facebook that said, I miss you. How are you? I said, do you miss me? Who are you? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, we've been speaking every day for a year, two years. You've given me your kids' names. I know what they like. I for know what years. Years as Nisha DeGaring. So people are being catfished. People, I'm being impersonated. Right. Um, it's a, help, yeah. a helpless feeling. I've tried to take power back with that today by going on radio stations and talking about it on the show because right. there, this works if no one says anything. Right. And now I'm going to yep. because I felt powerless. There is someone close to all of us at the station that has violated that trust that is being investigated now, um, that has all of our personal information. But what I would say to everyone out there a, if I've contacted you inappropriately, I'm not that fun. <laughs> I'm not. Sure. I I would not do that and have not done that. If you see me on a dating site, that is not me. It's not you. If I text yes. you and ask you out, that is not me. Please check and double check who you're talking to if you right. are talking to anyone. Right, yeah. Um, and not only that, if you have a Gmail account out there, everyone, please go to the security settings today. Look and see. You can click on that and see who has been logged into your account when and for how long, if anyone. I did not do that. I did not change that password frequently. There have been people logged into my account for years and I didn't know. Um, please go do that today. If there's anything I can tell uh, you to do today, good to know. I didn't know check that. Either, that. You can hit, click on security, go down, and it shows accounts that have been in your account. Um, we had a law enforcement on today that said, you need to change that every month. 
and I hate that. So do I. I, I can barely remember I know. any one of them. And my <laughs> eyes glazed over when people said that to me. Yeah. And now they don't. Now I listen and I've changed every password and keep changing them. Right. Um, because once you open a window to your life, it is so hard to shut it, I'm yeah. finding. Yeah. So anyway, as part of my dark year, <laughs> yeah. this has been part of it. That Man. people think of me in a way that isn't authentically me. For sure. And there's nothing I can do about it. Oh. Has been so frustrating. Yes, but I'm I'm doing something about it now. You are now. So thank yeah. you for letting me jump in and go no, off the rails you. there. I can't imagine how. I mean, it's got to feel like you're. I mean, like you're being violated because you are. I mean, betrayed, betrayed, violated. violated. Yes, yes. And um, my kids aren't sleeping. Um, it's like this online dark thing that yeah. you want to put an end to and you are essentially with people who are super savvy with this. Yeah. I can't compete with that. Right. Other than use yeah. my voice. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing today. So wow. thank you. Well, there you go listeners. Again, if you see anything, you know, and what's interesting too, if it doesn't feel right, if you're reading something for, it's probably not right. Cause I would imagine, cause like a lot of those people would say, I got this email from me. It doesn't, it seems Does off. It, sound it doesn't like you? sound like you at all. And it, it's not, what you portrayed to me and it probably means it isn't uh, genuine. It's not authentic. And I would glide over my messages on Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook and I wouldn't really, I mean, I glide over and if I can help you, I answer. If not, I right. just keep, I keep going. Now I look yeah. now, now be more, be more present when it comes to that. If someone says something that alarms you, look into it. It yeah. may be your identity has been stolen. It may be you being impersonated. It may be an account that has your name on it. You have no idea. Check, right. check and yeah. double check. That's my advice check to everyone and today. Double check, yeah. Yes. And I knew, never knew that about your Google uh, or yes. Gmail where you go in and I didn't realize that. And so don't gonna... put passwords in your notes. <laughs> I did it. Your notes link to your Gmail. Put your passwords in a secure spot and it is not in mm. your notes on your phone. I can tell you right now, I have learned the hard way. Don't be me. I am 47 and I don't <laughs> remember passwords. So I <laughs> write neither. them all in there yeah. thinking I was safe that way. And you are not. You are not. You have to have them in an app or somewhere else that is thumbprint only, that is locked, that no one can get to. So that's my that's my word to the wise. Today. Great advice. Great advice. Well, I mean, again, I, we talked about this before. I'm sorry you have to. You're thank going you. through this. I mean, that's. I mean, I feel sick for you. Ugh. Because I, you. I try to put myself in your shoes and I'm like, how that would feel, and it's just, oh, you know, it's it always blows my away. Like you said even earlier, like, you know, how people even on social media were saying all these mean things to you, like, you know, yes. why did you wear your hair that way? And yes. What you said, I don't like the way you parent, and it's like in my head I go, why do people take the time to be mean? When you tell your you kids I mean? if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. But then adults, how many of us are subscribing to that? I know. And it just blows my mind that people take the time. Right. Oh, I'm going to go make her feel bad today. I'm going to say something really mean to her. And I just, I guess I have a hard time wrapping my mind around. I know what happens. I'm not living in a bubble. I get it. But it's like people, why can't we be kind? What's wrong with that? I agree. It just blows blows me away. I agree. And the know? time wasted on that type of negativity. Yeah. And no one ever changed because someone was nasty to them. That's not going to make any, no yeah. one ever calm down because you said calm down. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's so true. No one does. So stop hey, saying calm it. calm down. What? What? Yeah. I'll show you calm down. I'll show you calm down. So right, you message someone and you're like, you're a horrible yeah. person. They're never going to change. I mean, that kind of feedback thanks you just wasted your time yeah now you just yeah you just hurt someone's yeah. feelings i don't yeah. care if they're a superstar i don't care if it's halle berry you yeah. hurt her feelings oh why for sure what's the point right where did you win there mm -hmm. you know i'm not on the scale you are but I, from time to time i get some people ripping on me you know i'm, I'm out sure. there a little bit and so much i want to respond but then luckily I, I i calm myself down right and i don't respond i just What's the point? Because I'm not going to get anywhere. I'm not going to change their opinion by me saying something back. Thoughtful you know? critique. And and um, <clears throat> believe me, you and I are both, you you doing this now and me doing what I do. Right. We want open conversation. Absolutely. And if there's something I said that was offensive, please in a kind way let me know. Yeah. 
but just I hate you and you're dumb. <laughs> right. Those are, I mean, that, yeah. that it's just not necessary. Yeah. And, and it doesn't change anything. It just hurts people's feelings. Yeah. So um, a couple more questions yes. here and then we'll get going. But uh, I, what, what advice do you give your daughters? I mean, obviously they're going through this social media era where it's just everywhere. It's all about social media. They're young kids. They're involved with it. It's kind of how they were. That's what they know. You right. Know? How do you help them navigate through that? It's hard. We've had tears at my house about social media, and that's just me. No, I'm kidding. I have, but I, <laughs> but maybe, maybe, yeah. um, my daughters have cried because no longer do you find out about the party you weren't invited to on Monday at school, and it's over and done with, and it's okay. Yeah, you find out about it instantaneously. Instantly, like, all, and and there's a post that says all my people, all my besties, and you're not there. Yeah. Um. We've struggled with that. We've struggled with, mm -hmm. is my life enough? Because of what I see on social media, is I'm home on a Friday night. Look where everyone, the word everyone is thrown around at my house right, yeah. constantly. Yeah. Everyone's in Hawaii. Really? <laughs> everyone's in Hawaii? Um, but that I hear that all right. the time. Everyone yeah. has this new shirt. Yeah. Oh, everyone has it. <laughs> You're like, wow. So we, that's a word that we've tried to like narrow down, El eliminate, eliminate <laughs> and not use as often because it makes you feel like crap. Yeah. Everyone isn't there. Like, let's, let's be realistic. I know it hurts exactly. that you're not in Hawaii and so-and-so is, or you're there at the party and you're not, but let's narrow it down. Let's, what are you doing tonight? What can you do? Um, and, and honestly, number one, take a break from social media, yeah, put it down for, for sure. two seconds, put yeah. it down. Um, parents out there that have controls in your kids' phones, good job. I, I, my control is my voice so far. And it's probably not enough. Right. But we've talked about it. Yeah. Um, when I feel like there's a problem, it's that's going to change. I yeah. will get more involved. When I feel like there's an issue that I can't trust you with, how often you're headed up to your room with your phone and where yeah. are you going? Yeah. We'll talk about it. Gotcha. I think I try Todd to be open as much as possible when they good. show me a picture or something on their feed that's. Maybe as I really want to go, <gasps> yeah, I don't, I, because then you won't show me next time. Exactly. So I try to do a lot of, huh, how do you feel about that? What yeah. do you think that person's going that. through? And I try to be open. I mean, believe me, sometimes I turn away and go, oh my, are you kidding me? <laughs> right. And then I turn back and go, how do you feel? Would you post yeah. that? Why do you think they posted it? What do you think? And I've tried to keep that dialogue open instead of I'm appalled and upset. And right. and when the song comes on their feed that swears and when so-and-so on their feed is swearing, instead of, I try to go, huh, we doing that? <laughs> we doing that, y'all? Right, right. Rather than yeah. shut that off and don't do that and I won't have it and to give me your phone. And I found that, and believe me, nothing works with everyone and please find what works with your child. I'm not perfect. I don't pretend to know know right. all the answers. Sure. That's worked for me. Yeah. With those girls. They feel yeah. like they can come to me and See, show me and, I and think talk that's, about it. I love that, Nisha, because I think I think that's the goal. We want our kids to feel safe enough to come share anything with us. Mm -hmm. And so if that's what you're cultivating there, man, that's that's amazing because that's what the kids need. They need to feel safe. I can go tell my mom anything. Yeah. You know? The less you can be shocked and appalled and angry yeah. and I won't have it, the better. Yeah. The more you can say, I want to, I mean, I, I mean, believe me, I'm, I'm, I'm not cool to my kids. <laughs> I'm not, none of us are. Right. How did that happen? Yeah, I know. I think we're cool. I think we're super yeah. rad. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I say the word hip, they're like, if you say the word hip, you're not. <laughs> I know. If you use that word, you're dumb. Yeah. I said a word the other day in, uh, it was on a Sunday. We had all our family, our kids were there and I said, Hey, quit dilly dallying. Uh oh. And my son's like, what? He starts laughing, busting up. He's like, what is that word? Mm -hmm. That's from the 50s or something. Give me your cool card. Yeah. Give it, it to me. It was hilarious. He's like, Dad, <laughs> you are a piece of work. <laughs> I, same with my kids. I'm not cool, but I am cool with what they're doing as long as I know about it. Right. And that, I love that. That is what I've said to them. Mm -hmm. um, my daughter said, my friend's sneaking out and she asked me to do it. And I, she said, I have no reason to. If I tell my mom, She'll tell me if I can go or not go, and we'll talk about it. And she goes, my mom, in fact, would go. That sounds fun. What's sneaking right. out? Who's going? Yeah. So the more I can, the more I can be open like that with them. My advice to them is to be open and honest, and um, the better relationship we can have. Oh, I love that. Beautifully said. 
you know, if if people want to get to know more about the real Nisha Begaring, yes. what's the best way to do that? Would that be to go to, you know, Good Things Utah and just read up on you there? Yes. You know what? Please be... message me because I'm obviously hyper-focused right now on those messages. <laughs> <laughs> and my social media that says Nisha Degaring is me. And okay. my ABC4, you'll see. Like, it's it's connected to ABC4. Okay. And that is me. We're working on getting me check marks now so people can oh, good. feel better about it since every all of this has gone on. Um, you said, what are you doing? And I totally forgot. Reagan, who does the show with me, and Michelle Money, who used to, who was on The Bachelor, and I yeah. are starting a podcast. Really? So we are going, that is in the works. Nice. That is in the works. And I want to talk like this because I can't, I don't have yeah. four and a half minutes or three and a half minutes and I'm in and out and I'm into commercial break. Yeah. And I love what you're doing. I think you, you reach so many people in the amount, like hopefully out there you've connected with me a little bit. Like you yeah. connect with Todd all the time mm-hmm. because it is a way to connect that, um, has evolved into not just the blurb you get. I, I love good things, Utah, but I literally have you. I, when I interview you, it's for three and a half minutes. Yeah. It's so fast. We it's get like, in and we get out. Yeah. It's like, you know, like those, uh, you know, those movies that show speed dating. It's like, and then it's like, you're done. It's I know. Like, Whoa. Where did that? And happen? poor you always go, did I say the right thing? And I go, yes, <laughs> you don't remember because it's so quick. Yeah. So, um, Hopefully that will be a good transition for me. I don't know. I I've not done it before. So, so when is that going to be? So we're hoping in the next month or so. Very cool. If you have a name for me, Todd, like we are, we need to figure mm. out the three of us, what we're doing and what we want to call it, but empowering women for sure. And yeah. talking about women's issues and Love what we're it. going through and, yeah. um, a deeper dive into the three of us and and um that's i'm gonna, excited that's gonna be great i'm excited about it so look for that in the I, next month absolutely yeah and i'll i'll yeah i think that's amazing and, and maybe don't look for my like my kids probably won't like do any sort of promotion of it they'll be like mom are you talking more about like, us mom come on then they're gonna unfollow me but that's fine <laughs> no i think that's wonderful and it sounds like you know with the uh, Children's Miracle Network. Yes, That's going to be amazing. I'm excited. You're doing such great things. Thank you. Nisha, I can't thank you enough. Um, it truly is my honor to have you on. Um, I'll be honest with you. I was a little nervous having you come here. I'm like, Nisha's coming No. Here. Like, I honestly Never. did. I was like, oh, dang, this is cool. Oh, you know? thank you but, for but having me. But it's a good me. nervous, exciting, just because you're, you're just, you're so busy with all you're doing. So thank you for taking the time and uh, honoring all of us with your your background, your story, and just the way you live your life is amazing. And all of you out there, thank you for letting me be part of your day and giving me like a voice to be part of all of your 60,000 people that love and listen to you. So thank thank you you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Well, there you go, listeners. Another amazing story. Nisha's amazing. Um, If you, like she said, if you want to reach out to her, please do. If you have any questions, she's I mean, she really is an open book. Um, unfortunately, she's going through some difficult times with that uh, that situation that she just shared with us. But please reach out to her. Check out Good Things Utah. I'm actually going to be on it uh, next Friday. You know, so I'm excited for that too. And I'll see Nisha there. Anyway, love you guys. Thanks for your support. And until next time. <laughs>